Welcome to another episode of Middle Class Film Class, Gavin Chatter Edition for Saturday, July 16th, 2022. I'm your host for today, Joseph. I'm Tyler. And I'm Peter. And on this episode, Pratt versus Ford, a battle for the ages, a Thor review dripping with maple syrup, and Cartoon Network royalty brings us a new animated movie. Plus, listeners have seen it a thousand times. Shots fired at Baby Yoda and friendly Hawaiian alien gets a live action reboot. <laughs> yeah, there we go. <laughs> friendly a hawaiian a yeah. friendly a hawaiian yes we'll fix that supposed to be hawaiian <laughs> there we go uh what's up fellas yeah um up? what happens when we die um what like what's the afterlife are we are we all going to be spinning up in heaven isn't that or? the great question according to the last episode we get reincarnated as some beast according to i don't know like how good no i was good or bad we did in the world well that was just an idea it was an idea of i don't even even remember this conversation (laughs) there was a lot that i blocked out from last last week's episode i I was i was (laughs) i was talking i was talking about how awful it would be to be uh an eagle or something like that oh yeah like raw rats and but you wouldn't know any different yeah, yeah, I know. You wouldn't know any better. You would, he wouldn't be like, man, w- being an eagle sucks. <laughs> I don't know. As humans, a lot of people say being a human sucks. <laughs> you couldn't even eat pizza. Yeah. Like, what if you were a fish? You couldn't eat pizza. But you wouldn't know what pizza is. Yeah. Well, I guess so. I, it's like all the Gen Zers. I, I, I don't want to get into it because you already proved me wrong. <laughs> all the Gen Zers uh, macabre humor uh, has proven that to be true. Yeah. That's, that's right. Hey, every joke from Gen Z is just... Uh, what if I killed myself? <laughs> oh, yes. <laughs> it's it's very strange. Yeah, this weird uh, hyper meme, hyper pop meme culture we live in where everything's just distorted and filtered out till it's like nothing but a a, a meme soup. It's a meme upon a meme. Yeah. yeah. Which is which meme bra. But still probably better than the uh, boomer humor of I hate my wife. <laughs> Yeah, uh, yes. that's a weird joke that stayed around for like decades. I know. I hate my I wife never more understood. than anything in this world. I know. <laughs> oh, my wife's here. Fucking kill me. Yeah. <laughs> it's, it's like, you you know, divorce exists, right? Like, <laughs> here know, she comes. Fuck. There was an interesting thing about how our parents' generation are just living with like undiagnosed mental illnesses <laughs> and they're just like cool with it. That's true. I don't know if they're cool with it. I think they just like they they just accept it for what it is, and they're just like, yeah, yeah. That, that's my lot. That's life. just me. What can I do? And what I'm, that's what I meant by cool with it. Like they just like, oh, they yeah. just live with it. You know, they don't. They're like, yeah, it's whatever. <laughs> no big deal. Now people like on the first date usually talk about all your hangups. You're like, I have a crippling food dependency, so let's just put everything on the table right now. <laughs> and so yeah, and so like we we answer the question of like, oh, will you hate me? Yeah. When I'm when 40 years from now. Yeah. Here's all my shit. You want to go on a second date? <laughs> Would you love me if I was a worm? <laughs> yeah. First question. Would you love me if I was a worm? And would you hate being an eagle? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, uh, anyway. So uh, that was the show. Yeah. Uh, okay. We're out. <laughs> Time to go. Middle class phone class at facebook.com or something. <laughs> something like that. That was not Gavin Chatter. I don't know what that was. But now it's time for. That was the real gap chatter. That was the pre-chatter. It's the pre Find some charity, you lad. Now's the time for gap and chatter. That was a pre-chatter. It's the preamble to the show to the, let everyone know this is a comedy it's podcast. Like pre-ketchup, pre-mustard, you know. Oh, the, the ketchup the, pre-cum? The liquidy, <laughs> the liquidy translucent uh, stuff that comes out before, you know, the, the actual good stuff that you want. Oh, the mustard out. pee? 
Yeah, you know. Mustard pee. <laughs> uh, bro, yeah. you should get that looked at. The very stringy, clear liquid that comes out. Oh, oh, bro. <laughs> Stop working so blue. Okay, when's this, we're going to get into ASMR territory here. Anyway, uh, this is Gavin Chatter now. Yeah. Yes. Post uh, pro Gavin Chatter. Yes. Uh, Tyler, what do you have to uh, chatter um, or gab about? So uh, I did have a discussion topic that wasn't in our uh, beautifully read uh, intro. Uh, Joseph and <laughs> so I, I was I was thinking about this on the drive home yesterday yesterday evening after work and I was thinking what what natural disaster would is or would be the worst portrayed in a film and well I came down to one correct answer okay what's that but I want to hear your guys's opinions Wait, what's, first what's we'll the get, question well, again? why don't you give us your answer first so we know what you're talking about Wait, okay. say the, ask I the question said, again I, what is what would be the worst natural disaster that w- that has been portrayed or could be portrayed in a film I think said betrayed <laughs> is it now is it is it natural disaster or like catastrophic event like the Titanic count no, no. You mean like it, a natural, like un, a, a natural disaster, like okay. like a like tornado, the, like the day after tomorrow type, exactly type stuff. I have my answer. Okay, Krakatoa. Krakatoa. Vol- that would be the wor- the volcano eruption. Yeah. It Why was, is that? It was said to be so loud that people twenty miles away were deafened. And that would be the the, the worst one to be portrayed. Yeah, portrayed. Portrayed on Port- film. Portrayed. Sorry. <laughs> yeah, I'd say so. I think that's for one. It would be uh, boring. And uh, so it's okay. terrible. And then also it yeah. would just be a, a like a million people going deaf at once and then the volcano coming out. Oh, yeah. I could see And everyone, that. everyone like, within like a quarter mile died from the explosion, yeah. the sound of the explosion. I don't know if that's true or not. And no one can know that, but <laughs> that's, what, that that's what the, they say. That happened in like the 1800s, right? Uh, I think so. Yeah. Krakatoa. 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 Yeah, that was uh, in, in Indonesia, I guess. 1883. Yeah. That's crazy. Thank you, yeah, producer Justice, that, for that. That didn't end the world. <laughs> yeah. Um, well, similar, I guess, would be like if Yellowstone erupt. Oh. Because like that whole... That would whole, just be a total annihilation. The whole park of Yellowstone mm. is a like a giant dormant is it really? volcano. Is That's it, why there's all those yeah. geysers in like uh, hot... Uh, what do you call them? Hot uh, springs? Hot springs in there. Because like it's all from like you know. Yeah. Thank God somebody thought to drill those holes to release all the pressure out. Yeah, the guys are, <laughs> I know. Like when I was in there, I was like, "This is this entire place." Like I'm walking on a dormant volcano. Yeah, uh, it's kind of insane. That might be inaccurate, but like I, that's what I've heard because that's Yellowstone is a super volcano. Oh really? Yeah. Yeah. Um, that I mean. <clears throat> IRL, that would be just terrible. Did you, did you think about that when it when you were there? If it like what what were to happen to you if it blew right then? I wonder, like, would I die? <laughs> yeah, it's like it's like that uh, picture online where it's like, the, what would you do if this happened? And it's like a meteor hitting the Earth and the whole Earth explodes, and it's like, what do you want me to do? I guess I die. Everyone's dead. <laughs> what are you talking about? What kind of yeah. answers to this? Um, I think I try to I, more, I, I try to release myself before um, I a more uh, perished. Re- a more realistic uh, depiction of. A natural, the terrible, awful na- natural disaster, and what I'm <clears throat> terrified of what will happen is like the the heat, the like oh, just keep getting te- hotter. Temperatures <laughs> will just rise to like just a crazy amount. I've had nightmares about this. Really? Like yeah. I remember, like you know, like looking on on the weather app on your phone. Yeah. Like I remember in a dream I had 
where it was like the fall, like the next seven days or next ten days. No yeah. forecast. The forecast. Temperatures rose to like five hundred degrees. Oh and, my god! And I like remember seeing that on my phone. I'm like, well, <laughs> it's gonna be hot. <laughs> That's it for me. And basically, like what happens in a uh, pitch black or in a uh, oh yeah. Yeah, the, Chron- the Chronicles of Riddick. It is. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Where the whole Earth surface of that planet is fiery. Yeah. yeah it's like the sun you, hits it. Yeah. If you step in the sun, then you're just you're dead. You're dead immediately. Mm. <laughs> and that's how I imagined what what is going to happen. Yeah. Uh, at least in California. Yeah. <laughs> well, hopefully we'll be uh, in the ground. Well, I won't be, but hopefully you guys will be in the ground before. But that uh, but you know what I have heard? But actual like scientific research is that like the climate will change so much. Like different different areas known for different climates like california very dry and florida very like humid mm. like the climates would eventually essentially they could like switch hmm. to oh a point God. where it's like i can't deal and, with the humid and to an extreme where it's like your body will not be able to cool itself off because of how humid it is mm. and you eventually you'll just like suffocate or drown because you want your body will, or uh overheat to death yeah um because your body will not be able to keep up with the amount of heat and moisture in the air well hopefully uh air conditioning technology uh follows up with our uh dooming climate change i mean uh, I, don't, I don't even want to look at how much like uh where freon comes from oh, where refrigerant <laughs> comes from and how much we have left of it because oh no, yeah I know. imagine a world with no ac oh my god i, I mean would- I I think I think about Deanna's parents just went on a cruise ship, mm. and to think about the the enormity of those ships mm. and the amount of people that are on them, mm. and then I think about all the resources that go into Making providing it. those people food, providing the air conditioning for each of the hotel rooms for twenty two hundred people on yeah. a boat in the middle of the ocean, and then. Like oh they all have to go to the bathroom also yeah so where's all that going it's and then where's all the that ocean. and then where's all that waste going and then all the everything else all the fuel uh, anything all the batteries for the boat yeah, it's, I, a huge, it's a huge waste of resources a yeah. boat battery cruise ships are a plight on this and uh, uh, not world. to like uh, <laughs> I'm going on a tangent I know you're going on a tangent there was a great <laughs> Bill Burr said this had this really great uh, bit. I don't know if it was in a stand-up or like in an interview or something talking about like how we're, the world is overpopulated. Oh, yeah. And, and the best oh, the, the best so way good. to uh, solve the issue is to uh, send people out on like these cruise ships and then sink them. Yeah, just... <laughs> if he, was, he says if he was a dictator, he'd just start taking out cruise ships. That's horrible. I know. And then not to like uh, uh, disparage or talk talk badly about DS parents because they just went on a cruise. But, like, the, <laughs> but, but here it comes. The people who go on cruises... <laughs> I don't want to hang out with people who go on cruises. <laughs> <laughs> That's my wife. Parents. Wife's parents. And, wife's parents. <laughs> and her sister. Uh, <laughs> well, uh, so, yeah, that's, so a heat death for uh, Joseph. Welcome to Ultra Hell. Yellowstone for <laughs> yeah. Joseph. And Pete, you have Krakatoa. Krakatoa. Which actually did happen. Yeah. yeah. What's your answer? Um, so the correct answer is earthquakes. Oh, okay. Because there's never <laughs> been, there's never been. What the fuck? <laughs> that was a lot of buildup for a, not a big payoff. Yeah, how earthquakes? Is, explain, explain. Okay, so earthquakes are generally not that crazy. Like when you see them in real life, yeah, you see buildings shake. Sometimes they collapse. I mean, we've all been through an earthquake before. I'm going to say it's not a very good movie. It's, I can't remember great. the last time no. I was in an earthquake. Uh, I it was, was last. It uh earlier this year or last year um, every time it, it happened every time someone says an earthquakes happened i'm like it did i didn't feel it oh i oh, i was in i was in the big one uh, i was living living in bay area at the time i was like three or four 
Mm-hmm. Yeah, three and four because it was eighty nine and ninety, I think. Yeah, and um, <clears throat> I remember living in the back, uh, being in the backyard of my great grandparents' house where we were staying in a, yeah. bi- in a bi-level duplex. We lived upstairs. Uh, Nani and Papa lived at, downstairs, and I remember vaguely. It's one of my earliest memories. My dad swooping up me and my sister, taking us outside, and we were in the back, all concrete patio, and the ground was like moving back and forth, and we were we were just standing there kind of freaking out yeah just like what what's happening and my Papa? mom my mom was in san francisco like oh. blocks away from when the big building collapsed and killed a bunch of people uh-huh and um this was like when the um it was the battle of the bay when the earthquake happened the mm-hmm. a- a's versus giants oh yeah that was during a baseball yeah we were living in alameda which is an offshoot of oakland at mm-hmm. the time and it was a uh, it is something yeah but it would be it would be a horrible movie to betray like there's a <laughs> There's like what? So there's a bunch of shaking. People die. Like there's no action to it. Oh, you're At saying least... horrible? Like the movie sucks? Yes. Oh, <laughs> that's what, that's, that's oh, what I didn't know that. I thought you were just <laughs> that's like what, that's exactly how I not, described that's it. That's not what you said. Yes, yes, it is. I said what, what would be the natu- worst natural disaster to to portray? Actually, no, to, to be, be portrayed on film. Yeah, but worst can be like the worst quality movie or like the most we, terrifying. Okay, we, I guess I, ha- I guess I had it in my head a little bit. I thanks, been George a, Bush. I should have had. I should have been a little bit more descriptive. Um, but yeah, so what would be the least exciting <clears throat> natural disaster? I I suppose so. I guess that's a good way to phrase it. Well, he, kinda, he said it, he answered it kind of. He said it would be boring. Yeah, the cra- yeah. Krakatoa. But everyone, I don't know. Everyone you, goes deaf, and then the rest of the movie is silent. Did you know that's yeah. what he meant though? No. Oh, okay. Oh. Well, I, I apologize for the poor description I just of my said, question. I, I said just, I just meant like the worst disaster. Oh, I think like, yeah, yeah. just me, how I felt, would feel if I was there. <laughs> well, I, I would say like uh, freezing to death would be really boring. Yeah, that too. Yeah. I will out. say though, uh, so. Uh, Although in day, in day After Tomorrow, they portray <laughs> it really well. Really? They portray like the ice, like chasing them, like in the building. It's like, <laughs> yeah, like, like, like it's build, a creature. Like the building is like the ice is creeping on them, you oh. know? Yeah, it's just like when Mark Wahlberg was running away from the wind in the happening. <laughs> I oh think that was, that probably was the worst natural disaster <laughs> to be portrayed on film. Yeah, the happening. The, the wind. Yeah. The wind. <laughs> oh my God, the wind. <laughs> well, I mean, Twister was a really good movie, so that's true. Um, anyways, uh, moving on uh, from my poor description of that discussion topic, <laughs> which I apologize for, and to all the classmates out there, if you have a uh, worst or less exciting natural disaster <laughs> scenario being portrayed on film. Please let us know. Uh, anyways, uh, so moving on to my news story, uh, Chris Pratt won't play Indiana Jones despite rumors. And he goes on quoting in the title saying Harrison Ford scared me off. Now I, in, uh, I, I have mixed feelings about Chris Pratt. I really liked him in parks and rec. I really liked him in guardian. I like him in his roles, but like he kind of seems like a garbage human being. He's a um, he's great as Emmett Burkowski in the Lego Movie. Oh, I didn't even know oh, he yeah. was in the Lego. He's movie. the main character. He's Emmett, and also as the grocery clerk in Wanted, or the, or the, yeah. far, the pharmacist in Wanted. I feel like he wanted. was in something else too that I, in a movie that I really liked. Um, but anyways, uh, so I don't know if you guys heard the rumors back in 2019 that. It, that were floating around that he was going to be playing Indiana Jones, like in like a remake or whatever. Um, and that's not happening. Okay. First of all, Harrison Ford has gone on record saying, once I die, once I'm put into the ground, that is where Indiana Jones is going. You know, he has no say in it though. 
<laughs> well, I think he has a lot the of actors who plays him. I think he has a lot of pull in Hollywood to make it so. Yeah, I'm sure, but it, it, that's a pretty broad statement. <laughs> so he's. I saying, mean, he doesn't own. I know that's what I'm saying. He, he doesn't own his franchise. I know. <laughs> just imagine what happened, like when Elvis died, and now all of a sudden, like his likeness in perpetuity is just pimped out to everywhere. Yeah, like it's like <laughs> you can't. You don't own the shit even after, even if you are Elvis. Yeah. yeah, after you die, that's it. Wait, it goes to isn't it like else. the copyright like fifty or eighty years until it becomes public domain or something like that? Um, I, I don't. I can't remember. There's some I think like law. I think it's like eighty or hundred years because yeah. Winnie the Pooh is just now going public, <laughs> as yeah. told by the Winnie the Pooh Blood and Honey. Yes. Yeah. Movie upcoming. Oh, I can't wait for that one. And so, uh, Chris Pratt he went on the Happy Sad Confused podcast to confirm these rumors that. He is not going to be playing Indiana Jones. <clears throat> and he does this whole bit where he's just like, I don't even know who Steven Spielberg is. Who? Steven who? And I'm just like, come on. Like, that's that's so, so cheesy and just so low-hanging fruit to even say that. Who's Steven Spielberg? <laughs> <laughs> no, aren't they doing Indiana Jones with Harrison Ford is another one he said. Like, he's just doing all these stupid bits. But the reason why... You that, suck! <laughs> that's to, that's yeah. to Chris Pratt. Yeah. <laughs> he says... Um, he goes on saying... And I'm like... Sorry, it's it's kind of a weird quote. He goes on saying... And I'm like, am I going to get haunted by the ghost of Harrison Ford one day when he dies if I play? So, like, that's kind of like his... Re- that's like his, like hokey reason why he won't play indiana jones is because he thinks he's going to be haunted by the ghost of harrison ford i think that would be a very terrifying thing to to do is to step into such an iconic role oh yeah i mean we uh saw it with uh eldon uh, i can't remember his last name the guy who played han solo in the solo movie oh like, yeah there is a his name. there is a lot of i think oh, it's that guy yeah yeah, I can't remember his name. It's, um, but I mean, I thought he did great in the role. However, the whole Star Alden, Wars Alden, Aaron, 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 Alden Einrich. Okay, that's what it was. Alden Einrich. Yeah. All right. Um, I thought he did well in uh, the role of Solo. Aaron Aaron's. Aaron Aaron's. Aaron Aaron's. And the Star Wars community proceeded to blast him into obscurity. However. He is also going to be a part of the Marvel Cinematic Universe. I Who? heard Alden Einrich. Oh, yeah. I think it's Aaron Rick. Aaron. Aaron Rick. I love this. Aaron Enrich. How's it spell? Is Aaron? Yeah, Aldrin. 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 Aaron. Aldrin. Aldrin. Yeah. E H R. He sounds like a Star Wars character. Alden Aaronrich. Alden. Yeah. Aldrin. Yeah, Alden. <laughs> Aaron Rick. Well, well, anyways, those are uh, that's uh, my only news story that Business. I have for uh, this. B U X T U. Is that how you spell business? <laughs> Interesting. Uh, but anyways, that's uh, all I have uh, for uh, the Gavin Chatter today. I have a review for my one of my news stories from listener Stephen. Wait, it's an audio review? It's like Jethkin Steven. Like he recorded himself reviewing something? No, much no, just a much like message. Yeah, much much like we did the um Oh, that's Ge- right. Geiger's all grain review. Yeah. Of uh of what movie is that? Jurassic Park Domination. Yeah. yeah. Uh Steven, listener Steven, the maple syrup Don from 
Montreal. <laughs> um, Montreal. Yeah, ma- uh, wrote into the uh, uh, to the show uh, with his review of Thor: Love and Thunder, mm. which we b- mentioned briefly, but none of the three of us have watched it. And I actually like this idea. If none of us have watched a movie and the listener writes writes in a, a legit review for it, read it on air. I think that's mm-hmm. kind of full, cool. Like we didn't even talk about Crimes of the Future. If anybody wants to give their recommendation on that or review of that, just let us know right into the yeah. show. Um, so this message comes from Stephen, as I said before. And Stephen writes this. Hey, les boys. <laughs> Very French. <laughs> <laughs> I hope everyone's doing well in sunny California and that the 19 gets under control so you can go to the theaters again and stay healthy, of course. I saw Thor opening weekend and man, did I love it. Ooh. The action and fight scenes were amazing, and Hemsworth steals the show as per usual. He really has turned into a stellar comedic actor. He kills me in the Ghostbusters remake especially. I didn't even know he was in that. Oh, the, the, no all, the all-female reboot. Oh, that one. Okay. Yeah. Oh, jeez. And he also manages to pull off the kick-ass badassness of Thor, who by Norse mythos is a bit of a dolt with insane strength. His most visibly accurate portrayal has actually been an endgame with the big belly. <laughs> It's <laughs> funny. Uh, the way they worked in the goats, who were also a part of uh, a big part of Thor and his mythos, was perfect. I found the humor to be spot on, and any running gags ran just long enough. I know some people have a bit of issues with the tone, but my only gripes are how bad Russell Crowe looks and trying to decipher what the accent he was doing, and <laughs> Natalie Portman clear, clearly only being good at dramatic acting. There is a scene with Jane and Darcy Portman and Kat Dennings that's just it's just bad. It's oh. short, but honestly, it had me worried about the tone of the movie going forward. Thankfully, it was only that one scene. Cat Dennings is in it, huh? I'm not a huge Bale fan. Holy shit. Hold on. Hold on a second. <laughs> Steven doesn't like St- Christian Bale. The, delete the email. Uh, we, we, we don't, we don't need to read this, this any further. <laughs> He's banned from the show. Um, I'm not a huge Bale fan, but I found him quite menacing and evil as gore. Korg is Korg and wonderfully funny, and the Guns N' Roses soundtrack was used beautifully throughout and there were moments that the cinematography and effects were just beautiful. I feel like I'm rambling, so I'll just leave it at that and giving this movie a biased A+, and I'll wave my Thor flag proudly. It isn't Ragnarok, but it captures so much of the same magical fun. I want all the future Thor movies to be directed by Taika. He's just one of a kind. As usual, can't wait for the the episode. Glad the 19 hasn't taken away any of the outrageousness from my arch nemesis. Keep on keeping on. Stevie (laughs) Bronson, the maple syrup Don. His arch nemesis, Stevie Bronson. <laughs> he's a uh, he's a uh, yeah. I mean, Stephen and friends on Facebook, and he's uh, bulking up to look like Charles Bronson. Oh, like uh, wait, the actor or the prisoner? The prisoner. Okay. <laughs> oh wow. He's got the shaved head, the big mustache. He's getting all swole. <clears throat> okay. <laughs> so thank you for that, Stephen. Very much appreciated. Um, okay, so for my next my next story, um, are you guys familiar with the name of Jendi Tartakovsky? Yes, he did uh, Samurai Jack, Dexter's Laboratory, Powerpuff Girls. Cow and Chicken. Yes, yeah. Johnny Bravo. And prolific. Prolific of uh, Cartoon Network royalty in yeah. what I consider to be their prime. Yes. Mm-hmm. So, Jendi Tartakovsky has, uh, has a new movie coming up. It's going to be 2D animated, drawn like cell drawn. Oh, thank God. And it's going to be R-rated. Whoa. Yes. So, the R-rated 2D animated movie is about a dog who finds out he's going to get neutered in the morning, and what does he do with his next 24 hours? It's called Fixed. (laughs) Oh. What a concept. I know. So, I'm a little concerned uh, because, just because after the Cartoon Network golden era of all the previously mentioned uh, titles we talked about, Mm -hmm. um, Jendi had a number of projects that he worked on that really didn't go anywhere. 
Yeah. Um, he had a uh, worked a little bit on Hotel Transylvania, which was successful, uh, Samurai Jack. But then it kind of went into he had a, a series called Primal. Oh yeah, the the yes. no dialogue mm-hmm. cartoon, mm-hmm. And I, which I've never seen it. And I guess that's a shame on me because I think there's only a pilot episode, right? I don't no, think, think so. I think, I think there's, there's two like, seasons. Oh wow, there's yeah. a, there's a lot. Um, it, that must be an Adult Swim show. Though. It is okay, yeah. And um, and there's there's a num- number of projects that he's kind of attached himself to that kind of didn't go anywhere. Mm-hmm. Um, but I feel like for the creative force that he is, I really think that it has some potential, and I'm excited. I like. Uh, yeah. I'm a little worried that it's going to be like Sausage Fest though. Or sausage party, sausage party. That's it. Yeah, sausage oh. fest. Yeah, same thing. <laughs> it's like almost. It's like, look how edgy we are. This isn't. This is like a cartoon, but it's like we're having sex. It's in different it. because the people behind Sausage Party are known for the, the humor, and it's like, oh, not surprised that they did this movie. Mm-hmm. You know, yeah. versus this guy who's a, like more of like a prolific, uh, animator. Mm-hmm. Um, it's almost like a Phil Tippett situation. Sure. Yeah. You go from. Uh, Giant, uh, Jurassic Park effects and Star Wars uh, claymation models to yeah, Mad God, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> which is uh, disturbing to say the least. Um, yeah, I, I have high hopes for it. I mean, it, is he only? Who's the studio behind it? Um, I'm not sure. I don't know who's attached themselves to it yet, mm-hmm. but it, it's announced. Uh, the the title's called Fixed, so I'm going to keep mm-hmm. my eyes open for that when it comes out. And yeah, totally. Hopefully, I'll, I I mean, Jenny, Jendi was. Johnny Bravo, Powerpuff Girls, and Dexter's Lab were like formative years. It's like oh, yeah. short of maybe um, Ren and Stimpy and The Tick and Freakazoid. Those were like oh, maybe Freakazoid. just before that were my like my formative cartoons. And then after that was mm. this golden era of yeah. Cartoon Network stuff. Yeah, Cartoon Network and to a lesser extent Nickelodeon like really had a great, great run of animation back in the mid 90s to early 2000s yeah nickelodeon um i was i was like out of nickelodeon's demographic by the time like rocket power hit so i never watched that Uh but i did uh the rugrats doug all real monsters are you afraid of the dark not not animated um and trying to think of any other cat dog kablam a little bit of cat dog yeah definitely some kablam definitely some all that um but so anyways that's a new uh a new bit. Mm-hmm. And then I have, um, before I relinquish my time, I have a submission for, a couple submissions for Seen It a Million Times. You guys ready? Sure. Uh, yes. Okay. This is from listener Joel, Joel Shinneman. Oh, yeah. I didn't finish reading it. I, just, I stopped reading it. Okay. I'm going to try to do it justice. Shinneman. Uh, Shingleman. <laughs> <laughs> uh, okay. So Joel says, and for people who didn't listen to our last couple episodes, Seen it a million times is describing a movie based solely off the title without having seen the movie. Yeah. Okay. This is a movie about a man. The man is a furry. And when he wears his long furry tail, he adopts this persona like a superhero. He goes out into the land and writes wrongs and fights dragons and shit. That's the movie. He's a furry. And he wears his long furry tail. He adopts a persona, a fursona, if you will. Mm Mm-hmm. (laughs) <laughs> where he goes out and fights dragons and shit. Um, I saw the name, so I can't. I can't chime in. Oh man, a furry who fights dragons. Yes, he says uh, it's about a man who's a furry, and when he wears his long furry tail, he adopts his persona like a superhero. Goes out into the land and rights wrongs and fights dragons and shit. This is a knight's tale. <laughs> <laughs> 
Uh, <laughs> a knight's a tail. Nice tail. He fights dragons. Uh, I, yeah, that's a big stretch. A tail. Knight's yeah. tail. Yeah, yeah. I, the dragons <laughs> threw me off. Yeah. He's a knight. He's a knight. He fights dragons. I know. Also, the way you described it, like I was picturing... A superhero. No, no, no. Well, I guess a superhero, but also like the order of the words. Yeah. Oh, okay. That's what I was thinking, too. I was okay. like something furry first and then dragon nice second. Tail. tail, knights, tail something. Okay, so here is... This is the next submission. Thank you, Joel, for that. This next submission is from a friend of the show, Bruce. Um, <laughs> Bruce says, Hey, gang, here's a couple of game entries for I've seen it a million times, or whatever it's called, game. <laughs> I think we're going to, you guys want to stick with seen it a million times? Yeah, that's fine. Okay, I like it. Okay, number one. This guy, Joey, has a unique job. He delivers knives to people. One day, a gangster calls Joey. Gangster goes, says, Joey, I need a knife. Hop in your car and drive it over. Well, I don't have a car. Then ride your bike. Well, I don't have a bike. Then come on foot and make it fast. Okay, see you soon. What is Joey's job? <laughs> I have not seen the... Have you not, not seen, seen this the, movie? I have not seen the answer to this. Oh, you haven't seen the answer to this? No. Oh, okay. I have uh, no idea. That's... So, jo- wait, Joey? So, Joey needs to deliver a knife, and he doesn't have a car. Or he a has bike, knives. And he has to go on foot. And he has no car, no bike. He has to go on foot. Uh, not knives out i'm actually looking at this right now and and i don't think bruce even gave us the answer to this (laughs) (laughs) so we're gonna have to figure it out on our own oh shit fuck what is joey's job joey joey knife delivery knife make it fast come on foot fast running knife kid joey mighty joe young no (laughs) Kangaroo Jack. Joe's uh, apartment. Joe versus volcano. <laughs> I'm gonna I'm gonna message Bruce right now and see if he gets Joe the versus answers. the volcano though. That could be a good one. What? what? Where did the knives come in? What are the answers? Oh man, that's Meet Joe Black. Meet Joe <laughs> Joe doesn't have a car, doesn't have a bike, has, has to, to go, go on, on foot. foot. Hop in your car and drive it over, Joey, says a gangster. Says a gangster? A gangster. Cut knife. Delivers knives to people. When a knife won't be in the title because he says knives in it. Knives. Uh, okay, we're going to skip that one. We're going to okay. the next one. Okay, number two. A young boy falls and scrapes his arm. While he's falling, he bites his tongue. His mom rushes to help him out, wondering what's wrong. And the kid barely is able to speak, lisping, and he points to the wound. The mother rushes to get something to tend to the wound, but inexplicably returns with a stone. She's about to hit the wound with the stone, but the kid waves off, shaking his head. She finally gets a better idea and rushes away, returning with a small towel. The kid, still lisping in a halted speech pattern, this is too long. Tells his mom oh my to tend to the wound with the towel, not the stone. This is advanced. So, what, yeah. do, what does he say? Sword and Wait, stone. Wh- what does he say? With kids still lisping in a halted speech pattern, tells his mom to tend to the wound with the towel, not the stone. Yeah, this is this is way over my head. I'm, this is an expert stone. difficulty. This, yeah. yeah, this is level ten. I'm, I'm, I, I, <laughs> he says it with a, he says it with a lisp. Like the way he's the way he's presenting it is almost like what does he say? Bruce just wrote back to me for what the first one for both. Oh, is it God. get out? No, no, no. What's the first one? Just the first one. Blade Runner. 
<laughs> wow that's an advanced explanation that's fucking great <laughs> that's, a that's good an advanced one. explanation i like that okay uh, what's the second convoluted one? explanation but simple answer yeah okay the kid still lisping in a halted speech pattern tells his mom to tend to the wound with the towel not the stone it's Th- thor ragnarok ragnarok <laughs> Thor, Ragnarok. Wow, <laughs> Jesus Christ! Wow, he's really good. He's really good at this. That was that was that was something else. More, <laughs> yeah. Submit more, Bruce. Yeah, that was that was. Uh, I was thinking way too. <laughs> what a story, Mark. <laughs> That's really good. Yeah, yeah, that was good. That was awesome. Okay, so those are, <laughs> those are my bits for the uh, for Gavin Chatter. Joseph, what do you got? All right, um, I got a couple snooze stories. Gremlins. <laughs> That's it. That's it. Gremlins. <laughs> gremlins. Ooh, Gremlins. All the right. Gremlins director Joe Dante has some uh, words to say against uh, the Mandalorian and filmmakers John Favre and um, <laughs> others, uh, saying that Baby Yoda was uh, in quote completely stolen from his films, the Gremlins and Gremlins Two. In what way? I, I never saw it until I read this article, but it, it's pretty close. It's um. I mean, it's hard not to make a comparison between Gizmo and uh, Grogu. Yeah, <laughs> I forgot his name is Grogu. Grogu, uh, Gizmo and Grogu. That should be a movie. <laughs> uh, it's a buddy cop movie. <laughs> um, so what Joe Dante says? Um, he says, "I think the longevity of the films is really key to this one character, Gizmo, who is essentially like a baby." Uh, which brings me to, of course, the subject of Baby Yoda, who is completely stolen and is just out and out copied shamelessly, I would think. Mm. Um, the representatives of Mandalorian have not immediately responded to this, which I'm like, okay. <laughs> I, I thought about that as like, if you were the people, the Filoni and uh, John Favreau, yeah. do you just not say anything? Or do you say, this is preposterous? They, like, there's been, like, even, like, not just Joe Dante, but, like, fans of Gremlins, it's, like, super fans of Gremlins have, like, tweeted at him and made, like, comparisons, even in, like, the size of, sure. of Grogu versus Gizmo. And, like, because, like, they, they are similar. I mean... They're pretty close. Gizmo is, like, a, a fur-covered uh, little creature, three toes, um, big eyes, frowny face, um big ears that yeah. can come out just like Grogu. Well, and then like, I have a counterpoint for that. He copied Gizmo off of Yoda that came out before Gizmo and he just miniaturized Yoda. <laughs> I mean, you guess you could say that, but there was no reference point other than like the big ears. The long ears, the weird toes. The he just miniaturized t- Yoda and made fur on the, him. The weird toes. I think does, does Yoda have weird toes? I think yeah, yeah, he he's got like, claws. Yeah, they're like I, think uh, he, I guess so. Yoda begets Gremlins. Gremlins begets Grogu. Grogu begets. And where do Furbies come from? Furbies. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's a good point. Furby, well, Furbies are post Gremlins. Yeah, because I used to think that Furbies were. Oh, this is like these are the from Gremlins. These are the little gizmos, but they're not. Then no, the Furbies not. are not. The Furbies are from uh, Uncut Gems. That's the yeah, one. They're from originally. <laughs> yeah, they're actually they're, from Mitchell's versus the Machines. They're terrifying little toys that should never have been released but, to the um, public. I mean, I love Whoa. I love Gremlins <laughs> and I love Gremlins too. And I love Mogwai. Uh or Mogwai is the species that he is. Yeah. Um, Gizmo's his name. And like I'm like you know, they just took Corgis and they made Yoda. <laughs> <laughs> so it's like and like I compare my 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 dog Lola, who is a corgi, to a to a mogwai, than I would to a 
a Grogu. to a Yoda or a Yaddle or whatever. <laughs> Fucking Yaddle. <laughs> Jesus. Uh, so, because, I mean, one covered in fur, two puppy dog eyes, and they're a lot cuter than Baby Yoda or Yoda or Yaddle. Yeah. Um, but, um, but yeah, I mean, that was just... Talking about the gremlins are cuter? Gremlins are cuter. Yeah, before they... Oh, actually, well, Mogwais are cuter. Gremlins are the disgusting little things that come out of Mogwai when you get water on them after midnight or whatever. <laughs> Weird. And I'm like, what? that whole the explanation of the rules in the, in the gremlins is like, don't feed them after midnight. What's well, always after midnight? Yeah, no, what, what time zone is that? <laughs> Technically. I mean, do, how do they know? We're in PST right now. They, they, they could be on a, a East Coast time. They could be... Uh, That's why they're such a rare creature because they're always dying from starvation. It's, it's better when they when they like... Using a time, which is a human construct, is is very, uh, it's very strange to me. I like the whole like set sunset. Yeah, because if you tried hard enough, you could just chase the sun. Yeah, and then yeah. you know that that's the uh, that's yeah. the workaround. That's the loophole when you just go into orbit. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> and then like even in movies where it takes place in like back in the day or just like in an alternate back in the day, but they use hours or miles mm-hmm. or like days of the week. I'm like the when they're writing the movie or the story, it's like, all right, so we're going to use the seven-day week for this yeah. movie that takes place in the 1400s, yeah. uh, different al- alternate Earth. Mm-hmm. Uh, but we're still going to use Miles. <laughs> <laughs> that is strange. I mean, at the same time, it's weird when they're like, all right, we're going uh, 30, 37, uh, you know, parsecs per, you know, Galactic meter or something like that. Yeah, You're like, I'm like, okay, just just say miles per hour. I mean, <laughs> the whole parsecs thing that was a throwaway line anyway. Yeah, which has been it, which has been uh, and ret- retconned and then it evolved by fans. and then yeah. it literally evolved into the solo movie. Yep, <laughs> from the throwaway line <laughs> evolved into the solo movie, and it worked. Uh, good till the end. Yeah, good for them. Um, but yeah, I mean, Joe Dante's got got a big problem i guess and uh, maybe it's not as big as this article is making it maybe it's just like hey yes he's stolen shamelessly maybe it was a joke well yeah. i i challenge joe dante to come on this very show and say <laughs> where his inspiration was for the mogwai i maybe. think i think that uh, i think we can probably get him yeah. producer justice can you think we can get joe dante <laughs> he has a, a podcast called the movies that made the movies that made me or movie that made us or something like that that's a, that's a, is that a podcast i thought mm-hmm. that was a disney they Plus have series there or is no, no netflix 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 um there is also a like a, a tv a, series a, a series to go along with it yeah. Yeah. there's also the toys that made us oh yeah the toys that made us uh anyway uh so that was that story um in my next story uh, a little bit more topical with the marcel the shell with shoes on coming mm. out soon ish um the uh lilo and stitch is uh, set to be remade into a live-action movie by the same filmmaker as Marcel the Shell with shoes on, and um, a lot of groans. Think think about that, whatever you want. It's uh, I mean, there's sure to be a lot of that uh, eye rolls and like, okay, come on, we don't we don't need it. We, yeah, we don't need it. There's so there's countless uh, Stitch uh, themed. Uh, spinoffs from yeah. the from the movie. They have TV shows, like sequels. Like I, I don't know. Uh, you know yeah. what? I'm not gonna. I, I'm not gonna even get into my frustration to it because I'm fatigued from all of the Disney remakes that have already came out, like Lion King and Aladdin. God forbid they touch uh, Sleeping Beauty. <laughs> um, Wait, that kids movie? 
it's not a kid's movie. It is a hundred percent. Absolutely a kid's that movie. It is not a kid's movie. Yes, it is. No. It, it, okay. In what way is it not a kid's movie? Um, because it's a fairy tale movie. Like it's not for it's kids. Not, it's for not, kids. <laughs> it's not whimsical. Yes, it is. What do you mean? <laughs> There's literally like a, an evil witch, like in, and, and I'm not talking. That's whimsical. That is well. She yeah, will maybe. prick her finger on the spindle of a spinning wheel. It's terrifying. That one song is will be burned into my mind forever. Yeah. <laughs> well, <laughs> it's a ride at Disneyland. Yeah, a place yeah. for children and families. Uh, well, you got me there. And just because, you know, I, just because, like the, when I'm wrong, the, I say the, I'm wrong. The fairy tale is based on like an older folk tale, which is actually terrifying. Like Snow White, like is different because it's 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 geared towards children. Yeah, can I? No, you're right. Can I say you're that right. I watched a movie yesterday, which is Love of My Life, Brianna? Uh, it's one of her favorites. She, she strong armed me into uh, purchasing on DVD. Mm-hmm. Called, it's called Under Wraps. Oh yes, Under Wraps. It's about a mummy that these children find. Disney movie. Yeah, it's a Disney Disney like straight to TV movie. Oh, Disney Channel movie. Or something yeah, like and that. it uh, they find this mummy in somebody's one of their neighbors' basements, and it, they bring it to life, and it's played by uh, uh, Bill Jeff, Bill Figurebahi or something like that. The guy who voices Patrick. Yeah, SpongeBob. <laughs> oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah, and you cannot not hear him as he's, <laughs> he's mumming around. And it's it's not a bad movie for like a kids movie, but the intro to that movie is terrifying. It like really? fit, it's a Sam Raimi esque intro that would legitimately had me like gasping as it was playing. <laughs> I'm like Brianna's like watch this intro. I'm like oh my god, <laughs> what? <laughs> I'm gonna have nightmares tonight. And uh, and there's there's a reference like one of the kids is like making suicide jokes about the other kid's mother <laughs> oh and stuff my God. like none of this. And I looked at, it, I was like, what is this PG 13? She's like, it's rated G. Wow. Rated G. It's like Nacho Libre and this. <laughs> I know they slipped under the sensors. No, sh- I mean, really they this, got, they got by the MPA. Uh, we might, rating. we might have to do a breakdown of this movie. I completely <laughs> agree. Um, and now, Anyways. now pondering on this, uh, horrible news story, uh, <laughs> what horrible news story? The Lilo and oh, Stitch remake. Yeah. Now that I'm thinking about it, I guess if I had to remake one of the animated Disney movies, I think that one is probably more deserving than any of the ones that they have already done. Uh, I'm trying to think. Why oh, is it because it's not a musical? <laughs> I don't care about musicals. <laughs> After watching Cats, <laughs> I'm trying to think of like. Another Disney remake that was not bad. Live action. The, live action. The Jungle remake. Book was hella good. That that's was not just, a remake. That's that was, just an original. No, it's a reboot. No, they're talking about the reboot. The John Favreau's live action, oh, The Jungle Book. Oh, oh, that's right. It was, Christ- very, it was Christopher very good. Walken I thought you were as talking, the orangutan. I thought you were talking about Jungle Cruise. Oh, it was? Yeah, Christopher Walken played the orangutan. I thought it was uh, Bill Murray or something. I'm pretty sure it was Christopher Walken. It could be. You know what? I'm going to look real quick. All right. All right. Well, well, I for one, uh, I couldn't care less about Lilo and Stitch being made into a thing. I'll probably watch it, but I have no strong feelings. No, right. it is Bill Murray. Okay. Oh no, 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 no! Bill Murray played. Bill Murray uh, plays the Baloo. Bear. Oh, yeah. really? Yes. And Christopher Walken plays King Louis, who is the orangutan. The gigantic. What a orangutan. cast on this! I know. Yeah. Ben Kingsley, Idris Elba, Scarlett Johansson, Lupita Nyong'o, Giancarlo Esposito, Gary Shandling, Gary Shandling, John Favre as <laughs> Pygmy Hog. 
Yeah, put himself in there. He's going the Shyamalan route now. Also, Max Favre as Young Wolf. He was, now that I think about it, John Favreau also had a cameo in his own movie, Elf. He was the doctor. Yeah, he's the doctor, yeah. He's in all his and own shit. Iron Man. Iron Man, yeah, you're right. He's happy. Well, yeah. he's a very vain man. He wears a cowboy hat, for Christ's sakes. <laughs> oh, wait, or is that Filoni? I, I know him as the doctor. One of those two. As another doctor, as a surgeon from Tomcats. Tomcats. Yeah. Wow. I haven't heard that name in a while. Um, but yeah, so Leland Stitch, that, it's getting remade live live action style from the same guy who did uh, Marcel the Shell's shoes on. So, cool. Um, whatever. Who cares? Yeah. Um, <laughs> Our listeners. Do they? Yes. Uh, and then I have one more thing to mention The Quest. The Quest. The Quest. Oh. The quest for no trailers. <laughs> trailers that I did not watch. I actually have not watched any of these trailers. Uh, I haven't been a, a forced to watch them when I went to the movies or anything. Um, they only had uh, every trailer you watched was a um, Liam Neeson <laughs> trailer in uh, in front of Top Gun. Oh, yes. <laughs> <laughs> it's all Harrison Ford and Liam Neeson movies. Uh, the Mission Impossible trailer actually played in front of... Uh, how fitting. Mission Impossible Part 1 trailer. Nice. Mm. For the final two movies. Cool. Uh, anyway, trailers that I didn't watch. Hocus Pocus 2. Mm. Speaking of remakes. The second Hocus Pocus. Hocus Pocus 2, the second one. That's what it's called. Is it really? No. Oh. <laughs> uh, another sequel to a movie, Orphan First Kill. I'm really looking forward to that one. Um, Jamie Foxx vampire hunter movie, The Day Shift. Yeah. yeah. Snoop Dogg and Jamie Foxx. Real Project Power vibes. Trying to get a screener for that, but so far, radio silence. A, uh, a movie called, animated movie called Luck. Hmm. Don't know about that one. Movie called Amsterdam. 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 Oh, it's got a billion people in the cast. The cast is yeah. unbelievable. Christian Bale plays, isn't it? Old guy, um, a movie called The Woman King. Ooh, that looks really good. I saw I saw the trailer for that. Clerks, three. Jesus Christ, that one is. Uh, I'm really scared about that one. <laughs> a movie called See How They Run. Hmm. Uh, I feel like I saw that one. A shark movie. That's just what's no, no. It's a shark movie. The Reef Stalked. Oh, I watched that. <laughs> The movie? Actually, yeah. Okay. It's not bad for a shark the tra- movie. The trailer's been out, I guess, for a while. Yeah, and the movie came out already. It did it? Oh, okay. Oh, oh, you just said you watched the movie. Yeah, I got it as a screener. It, oh, was, okay. it, was, it was nothing great. It was okay. a shark movie. I gave, I gave debris. I was like, here, you want a shark movie? She's like, yes! <laughs> just like that. Sounded like that. Uh, Me Too movie called She Said. Mm-hmm. About the Me Too movement. Oh, yeah. Uh, a movie called Pray for the Devil. Hmm. And finally... A movie called Fall. Fall. Hmm. Do you want to hear the cast of uh, uh, Amsterdam? It's a David Russell movie, right? Yeah. So it's bound to be fucking stacked. Uh, Marco Robbie, Christian Bale, Anya Taylor-Joy, Robert De Niro, Zoe Saldana, Timothy Oliphant, Andre Riseborough, Rami Malek, Michael Shannon, Mike Myers, Taylor Swift, John David Washington, <laughs> uh, Chris Rock, and there's more in there, but those are the big ones. Taylor Swift. I didn't even T-Swift. Know. I didn't even T-Swizzle. Know. T-Swizzy. Yeah. So. Yeah. Congratulations. I don't know what number I'm at. <laughs> That's a billion. Yeah. 
It's easy to uh, actually really easy to just like look up trailers that come out this week and then just put all those. Can't put them all in. <laughs> <laughs> all right, cool. So yeah, I don't know what those movies are about. <laughs> the other they're about uh, David or Russell. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, all right, that was uh, the cabin chatter part. Let's get into stream picks. Movies. Want to watch a movie? Yes, yes, I do. Disney Plus. Oh, HBO Max. If I don't get the pick. Show's over. I have grown accustomed to Hulu Plus. Amazon Prime. I like Netflix. You found the pick. <laughs> you still found the pick. Yeah. <laughs> New streaming picks. Uh, yeah. Uh, what do you? What do you? How do you source those clips? Do you? How do you do keyword search? Um, there's a resource I use online that you can search audio by words. Oh, really? Yeah. That's it, cool. It's, uh, yeah, it's like yarn or something like that. And it, it gives you clips that are like one to four seconds long. I've used it before. Yeah. I have used that before. Yeah. And it's like, wow, there's a lot of stuff where they say, um, you know, whatever, whatever the phrase is, you type in one phrase. It's like, oh, yes, yes, yes. And <laughs> and you can find uh, like a thousand clips to say that. Yeah. Yeah. The, the, the Tenacious D one though, the Jack Black one. That is not on there. That's from a Tenacious D HBO series from the, oh, the yeah. early 2000s that I have on Blu-ray. I just thought it was from Pick a Destiny. No, this is pre-Pick mm-hmm. This is pre Pick a Destiny. This is pre-their album, the Tenacious D self-titled album. Yeah. This is before all that shit. This yeah. is when they were just making their bones in entertainment. All right. Stream picks. <laughs> Tyler. All righty. So uh, my first streaming pick is not a movie, but it is a TV show streaming on Hulu called The Bear. Mm. Oh, man, this show is awesome. It's starring uh, Jeremy Allen White, who played, who famously played Lip in Shameless. Mm-hmm. Um, so this uh, show is about Carmen Berzado. He's a brilliant young chef who came from the fine dining world, and now he's running his family or his cousins, I can't remember if it, oh no, his brother's restaurant in Chicago. Uh, it's kind of like, it's obviously not fine dining. It's like pretty comfort foodie. And that is just so goddamn good. Like the the way it's shot, um, the length of the episodes and the content in the, ep- actually I should say the content in the episodes for the length that it is, is like you don't even realize like 30 minutes has passed it's filled with great stuff um so that's the bear streaming on hulu brianna watched the whole thing i watched a couple of episodes with her and it's pretty good yeah um there's kind of like a little bit of issues i have with it plot wise mm-hmm. but other than that like just like the whole like mood of the show is great and yeah so streaming on hulu Please check it out. You can watch it literally in one night because it's only like eight episodes. Hmm. Um, one night. So Wait, you watch 30 eight, minutes? You watch eight hours of this show, but you won't watch two movies for this episode. <laughs> I listen to one one hour album. <laughs> yeah. Oh, this again. Oh, <laughs> I don't need the business right now. Um, and my second streaming pick is actually a movie. Um, it is uh, the Bob's Burgers movie. Oh, yeah. How was um, that? It was really good. Um, I'm really glad I did not see it in theaters. I'm glad I was able to watch it from the comfort of my own home. Um, the one gripe I have with this movie is that it feels like you need to be um, 
Like you need to know what the show is about. Like it can't be like like anyone who doesn't know what Bob's Burgers is, they're not gonna they're gonna go into this movie and then all of the like jokes and stuff will kind of go over their head. Um, it is surprisingly uh, there's a lot of musical segments in it, but yeah. I think they were done well, mm-hmm. um, and it's great. Uh, that's also streaming on Hulu as well, and the, it's on Hulu and HBO. It's both. Oh yeah. Oh, it's on both. Yeah, we were we were reveling at that, Brianna. Yeah. Um. So yeah, if you're a fan of Bob's Burgers, uh, I would check it out. Even if you're, even if you don't watch Bob's Burgers, like I think this movie is it like feel good? Is it more comedy? What can the people who don't know what the show is? What are they getting themselves into? Oh well, I mean, I think the name speaks for itself, and the also the movie poster. It's it's very. whimsical and uh comedic Mm -hmm. a lot of if you're into musicals you'll like it um and there's it i think some of the humor is a little dry so if you're into dry humor i think you would definitely like this uh, movie that's what i like about bob's burgers too is uh, the titular character bob he's always has like a really dry sense of humor and he's also kind of kooky mm-hmm. sometimes. <laughs> uh, but it, yeah, he likes to talk to his food when he's cooking it. Um, but yeah, the Bob's Burgers movies, uh, that's, I definitely check that out. That's streaming on Hulu. Cool. Awesome. And those are my streaming movies. All right, Pete. Um, I have a new release that I watched that I would recommend to some people and not to others. It's called Incantation, streaming on Netflix. It uh, just came out. Um, this is... I want to say it's it's from Taiwan. Yeah, it's Taiwanese, not Thai. Taiwanese, and it's it's a little long. It, I feel like it probably could have been trimmed down to about you know ninety minutes or just just below ninety minutes because it's an hour and fifty one. Mm-hmm. Um, but it's a it's a found footage type. It's not. It's like a mother documenting. She's recording all aspects of her life because she feels like there's like a demon watching her or something like that, or she wants to you know catch this on camera if she, mm. if she she's not sure if she's crazy or not. But it's it's much more than that, and like the first ten minutes, it really pulls you in because the person on the screen is talking to you, the audience, and asking you to participate with these chants and these incantations, mm. and it teaches you like how to do like the hand hand movements to like mimic the characters on screen and stuff, and you're like kind of doing it along with it. You're like, I don't know, I don't know if I should be doing this right now. Yeah, I that's feel like a, it's that sounds of, that sounds dangerous. Kind of like Ouija board style, yeah. you know, um, and. I've, I've said it before on the show, but I really like watching um, <clears throat> horrors that are based off of like native, um, like native folklore tra- tradition or cultural sort of things. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Like a native folklore sort of thing. And this, this definitely leans really heavy into that, into mm-hmm. like a weird subsect that's like miniature cult within like the Taiwanese um, landscape that these the character and her two friends, they're like ghost hunters. They call themselves Ghostbusters, and they're making YouTube videos. Mm-hmm. And they go out to visit this little village to see what this weird cult thing is. And she gets kind of sucked into it. And there's a tape that you watch that you're supposed to not to watch. So it has like some influences of The Ring mm-hmm. and some influences of like The Wailing, which I freaking really loved. Mm-hmm. It's not as good as The Wailing, and it's not as entertaining as The Ring. Um, but there are some really cool stuff in there. I think that if you're not a horror person, don't watch this. If you're not into found footage, you're probably not going to watch want to watch this either. Mm-hmm. But but there's some great stuff with a really young actress that does a really good job in it. Um, uh, because there's it kind of all centers around her and her daughter. 
Yeah. Um, so that's called The Incantation. That's streaming on Netflix. Uh, recommend for some, not for others. Uh, and then I watched um, a movie with Joseph. Are you going to talk about Urban Legend? No. Okay. <laughs> this is streaming on Hulu and Disney+. Plus. Um, actually, it's, it's sorry. It's the Hulu bundle through Disney+. Plus. Only on Hulu, I guess. Uh, so Disney+. Plus. Disney+, Plus and Hulu oh, bundles okay. together. So it's really just Hulu. So this is from 1998. It's called Urban Legend. And this is basically slasher in the post-Scream era. This is a couple of years after Scream had come out. And this is like same in the vein of like, I know what you did last summer, um, Scream, Scream 2, and uh, Urban Legend. This was like one of the big ones when when I was a kid. And I feel like this really is a really overlooked in when you're talking about that genre. uh, Because you're like, oh, Urban Legend, what's that about? Oh, so, you know, you drink the coca-cola and pop rocks and your stomach explodes man you know oh yeah. I know oh yeah you always look in your back seat because there's a it could be a killer back there when you stop for gas or whatever and it's like so it exploits all these like uh word of mouth urban legends that is it like around. an anthology series or? no it's got a narrative it's okay. a bunch of kids at a college and you know there's a killer loose and he's killing people based off of these urban legends and oh okay yeah so the cast is like um jared leto's in us <laughs> yeah, uh, Loretta Devine, who you you recognize if you even if you don't know the name. Yeah, uh, Tara Reed is in this. Joshua Jackson, uh, Robert England has a small part in it. Uh, mm. Freddy Krueger himself, and yeah. and Brad Dorif also has oh, a yeah. small part in it. Uh, it's very cheesy. This is very very cheesy. <laughs> but if you're looking for something fun to watch in a group of friends, this hits that because you're like, oh my gosh, look, that's that guy's definitely the killer. He's got long hair and and uh, and a stutter. <laughs> you know yeah. so uh so yeah it's a good uh halloween movie yeah yeah i think I, I had fun watching it and kind of taking the piss out of it as we were watching it and we're like wow jared leto is a baby in this mm-hmm. so uh some good twists and some good turns and rebecca gayhart is her is one of the one of the main characters and she's she plays her part very convincingly i'll just say that nice so that is streaming on hulu that's urban legend and then uh very quickly i don't want to spend much time talking about this because everybody knows this movie um, but it, it is much better than I remember. This is The Wedding Singer on HBO Max. Oh, um, nice. Yes. Also 1998. I watched that when I had the Rona. Oh, did you? Yeah. Yeah. It's very, very good. Yes. It is so... And I, do you talk about it on the show too, right? Yeah, I think so. I think, yeah, I think you did a quick, quick stream pick on it. And it's like the eras hit perfectly. The, um, it's just, it just hits just right. And it's legitimately funny and it is legit, legitimately sweet yeah. It's a very good rom-com. <clears throat> and I don't think most people think of it as a rom-com. They just think of it as a comedy. Yeah. Yeah, because of it, Adam Sandler. Yeah, but it's uh, to me, this is probably as about as likable as he gets. It's like this and maybe Happy Gilmore. But this is before he like started taking on these weird affectations and doing the goofy, like leaning too so much hard on the goofy voices like yeah. you know, Little Nicky and the Water Boy, which are fine in their own right. Billy Madison to a certain extent. Y- yeah, definitely Billy Madison leans on that. But this, it's, I don't know, it's just, just a really solid movie. Steve Buscemi's great in it. Um, John Lovitz. Christine Taylor, John Lovitz, Alan Covert, who is uh, always in his movies. Mm-hmm. There's uh, a lot of really interesting people in this. And um, Alexis oh. Arquette as George. Oh, yeah. Oh, yes. As, uh, <laughs> George. <laughs> um, so, yeah, uh, very, very good. Wedding Singer, 1998, streaming on HBO Max. Cool. Um, so I have one stream pick uh, this week. And this is streaming on Prime, on Amazon Prime. Mm-hmm. And this is a movie that also everybody knows, I think. And this is called 
Speed. Ooh. And Amazon Prime. Amazon Prime. Hell and that's yeah. a list right now. And uh, <laughs> this movie, like I've seen this movie, like I've seen the bus, the scenes on the bus, which is most of the movie. Yeah. yeah. I haven't, I haven't really seen. <laughs> I've only seen the parts of the bus, which is 95% I haven't seen the of beginning the of the movie, like the setup for everything mm-hmm. and the very end. I've only seen the middle, <laughs> the middle section, the, the infamous jumping over the freeway. Yeah. yeah. Uh, the, un, the unfinished freeway scene. Um, this movie is like, great scene. This movie is actually like really entertaining. Yeah, and it's it's basically Die Hard. <laughs> die Hard on a bus. Die Hard on a bus. It's basically Die Hard. He literally even Keanu Reeves is John McClane in this movie, and because <laughs> he even has the wardrobe by the end of it, just a white dirty t shirt and like tan pants. And is, think it, about is, that. Yeah. is the bad guy Dennis Hopper? Yes. Oh, that's I can't. The bad guy that's, is Dennis Hopper, a former uh, big a uh, big twist here, a uh, former bomb squad member. What? And um, <laughs> he, uh, I don't know. If, I don't know about Dennis Hopper in this role. I don't know if he did such a great job. He is entertaining in the movie, but I feel like he, him playing a bad the bad guy in this, mm-hmm. like. <laughs> it, it was just funny. I want more Frank Booth. It was just funny to see him as a bad guy because he's so like weird and yeah. comical. Yeah, he's, and he's like a, he's just an old man. And uh, and Keanu Reeves plays um, Jack Traven. And uh, what him Traven? Yeah, Jack Traven. That sounds like a lead singer of like a Perfect Circle cover band. And it sounds like uh, the uh, main actor in The Crow. And um, or not the actor, but the character. He. Uh, Jack Traven and Dennis Hopper, um, who is the bomber Howard Payne, um, <laughs> they have like they have like they're, that's they're the villain and the hero, mm-hmm. you know, like like they are aware of each other. They know we're not so different, you and I. Exactly. Do they say that? Um, and um, it's it's just it's just kind of a fun movie to watch and really entertaining. And um, Sandra Bullock also in it. Jeff Daniels as well. Um, and Jeff Daniels. Jeff Daniels plays uh, another cop, but he his role is a uh, quickly um, uh, subdued uh, in the movie because uh, the opening of the movie, uh, Jack Traven shoots him in the leg. Hmm. Um, but uh, yeah, super entertaining. Um, directed by Jan uh, DeBont. Jan DeBont. Jan DeBont. Jan DeBont. Who mainly known as a cinematographer for a lot of shit. I was just gonna say, big surprise. He did the cinematography for Die Hard. And Die Hard 3, or Lethal Weapon 3. Lethal Weapon 3, Basic Instinct, Flatliners, um, and has very few directing credits. He did Speed, Twister, Speed 2, Cruise Control, The Haunting, Laura Croft, Tomb Raider, The Cradle of Life. Who did Cradle of Life? And most, most recently in 2020, Boom and Topper, Safari Hunters, mm. which I have no idea what that is. Boom and oh, Topper. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, he's, <laughs> he's mainly known as a cinematographer who's done a lot of music videos and uh, movies from the 90s that we all know. Uh, and I've heard of. You know, I, I cannot think of this movie without thinking of Blown Away, also released in 1994 with Jeff Bridges, not Jeff Daniels, and Tommy Lee Jones, mm-hmm. where he's Je- uh, Tommy Lee Jones is a, another bombs expert who sets up elaborate explosive devices. <laughs> mm-hmm. Same year. Wow. Yeah. But uh, yeah, Speed streaming on uh, uh, Prime. Hell yeah. Super, super entertaining movie and with a very... Uh, Talk about uh, decapitations. Oh, <laughs> <gosh>. <laughs> Spoiler a, alert. I know. <laughs> it's um, really a um, really fun movie to watch. And, cool. Um, yeah, that's it. That's all I got? Yep. Cool. Anything else, guys? I don't think that's it. All right. 
So thank you so much for listening to this uh, Gab and Chatter this week. Follow us later on in the week as we review Come and See Joseph's Pick on the Wheel. Follow us on Facebook, facebook.com slash podcast, and send us an email to submit your movies for seen in a million times let's go yeah yeah yep. um mcfcpodcast at gmail.com and follow us on twitter at podcast mcfc and on tiktok at middle class film class follow us on instagram at middle class film class and leave us a voicemail why don't you at 209-730-6010 all right we'll see you next time see you see you oh my god what what's up listeners Force 5 is a show about movie-related top 5 lists, hosted by me, Blacklist screenwriter and ex-video store cinephile Jason Kleberg. I have a new guest on each week and the guest gets to pick the topic. Past guests have included film directors, screenwriters, actors, critics, comedians, rappers, artists, and other podcasters. Love or hate our picks, you're guaranteed to walk away thinking, what would be on my list? Search Force 5 wherever you get your pods or head to force5podcast.com.